0: consider the text, it's obvious that the primary speaker or character of the text is our God. And here, Jehovah is talking in reference to his people notice is clear my people and then he identifies his people as Israel Israel has various various meanings when it when it comes to scripture number 1 Israel refers to God's people, God's folk, God's chosen people. The Lord in his omniscience could have chosen a number of people to serve him, but he decided on Israel. Ecclesiastically, Israel refers to the church. The saints are God's folk. Paul referred to the church as being engrafted in to be a spiritual Israel. And finally, Israel represents God's soldiers. Soldiers of God. A soldier of God does not always refer to a person that that fights. A soldier Primarily, whether the soldier is helping people, fighting, or doing something else is a dedicated work. A soldier is a dedicated work. And that's who Israel represents or refers to. Now, when it comes to Israel beings, God's chosen people, it's important to understand a couple of meanings of Israel. Ready for? Yeah. The first meaning is those who will rule as God rule represents authority so when it comes to israel or the church god has given us authority to do certain things as well as authority to be a certain way or to have specific characteristics You have authority to be who God has deemed you are. You know, the Bible deems the church or saints as more than conquerors. That that means you're going to have some opposition. But God has given you the authority to take control of your circumstances, your situations. Behold, I give you what, Lord? Power. I give you power over the enemy. And nothing by any means is going to hurt you. Nothing is going to harm you. That's the type of authority God has given us. So much authority to where the scripture tells us no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. It's going to be formed. It's going to attack you, but it's not going to succeed. It may even feel like it's winning, but it's not going to succeed. But understand this, if you don't know you have that type authority, you will allow certain things to move you. You will become somebody or something's flunky if you don't use your authority. You can never allow something to cause you to utter out of your mouth that is winning or is in control. Why? Proverbs 18, 21. Death and? are in the power of what we say. You have to watch what you say because you can mess up your own self with your mouth. Death and? Uh, in the power of the tongue. Look at somebody and say, you got to watch what you say. If you're going to talk, talk with authority. If you're going to speak, speak as a person that will rule as God. You got to look at your situation, not just on the surface, but you have to look at your situation according to the promise of God. Why is that? All of the promises of God in him are? What else? If God says I'm more than a conqueror, guess what? That means whatever attacks my mind, body, finances, and so forth, I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to put it up under my feet. That includes death. You have to tell death I ain't going nowhere until my appointed time. You may try to take me out, but God already let me know I have an appointment. And I'm not going anywhere until my appointed time. You have to let afflictions know, yeah, you're attacking me right now, but according to Psalm 34 and 19, you're going to pass. You're not going to last. Oh, y'all hadn't read Psalm 34 and 19? Many of the afflictions of who? The righteous. But the Lord will deliver out of every one. Every one of them. That's a promise. That's what God said about you. But you have to walk in your authority. When sickness attacks you, it's no time for you to be a wimp. When you start battling in your mind, in your body, it's no time for you to wimp out. You got to say the things you're going to pass. You only got a season. You're not going to last. And so Israel refers to a person that will rule as God. I said you're going to rule as God. And the final meaning that I want to deal with in reference to to Israel is those that prevail. Uh To prevail in one sense means to be strong. (laughs) It's gonna be some opposition gonna come against you, and you you just got to be, you gotta be strong. (laughs) You can't wimp out when certain things attack you. You you got to be strong. There are things that, that come to mess up your mind, to mess up your life. You have to be strong. One writer told the church, quit being like men and be strong. It was foreign to natural men. Even natural men that claim to be strong would give up when certain types of opposition come. But as a child of God, we have to be strong from a God-ordained standpoint. We have to just believe that that we can do all things because God is going to give us the strength to do it. Philippians 4 and 13, it says, uh, Paul said in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do. What, Paul? All things. Why? He going to give me the strength. I'm not going to try to handle this as a natural being. I'm going to handle it with God's anointing. With God's strength. He going to give me the strength to overcome what's attacking my body, what's attacking my mind. And I know I can do all, help me. Because he going to strengthen me. He going to give me the strength. It, it's amazing. Some, some of us, when, when we are opposed, we act as if God has no strength to give us. He gives you strength and the strength that God gives his people is is faith. 1 John 5 and 4 says the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. That's how you you win with your faith. You can't take your fists and beat Certain things that are attacking your body. You got to have faith. Faith is greater than the pill that you've been taking but it hadn't been work. The victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. That's the reason the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of Faith. You, you have to use faith like you use your dupes or your knuckles, your fist. You have to just keep fighting whatever is attacking you. When it comes against your body, use your faith. Pull out scriptures like Isaiah 53 and say, with his stripes, healing is happening right now. It's happening right now because he had not stopped being Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals you. How you know he's still Jehovah Rapha? Malachi 3 and 6, God changes. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. What he was, then he is, now, and he will be, tomorrow. He changes not. Matter of fact, in Malachi 3, the Lord let Israel know the reason you had not been consumed, the reason you're not dead now, is because I change not. Y'all ain't getting exciting, but the word ought to excite more than just me. Say to your neighbor what the preacher's saying is right. If you really mean that, tell somebody else what the preacher saying is right. Why? Because it's word. You're going to prevail. It's going to be a fight but you're going to come out of it. It's going to get rough, but you're going to come out of it. You may even feel down as as if the enemy is going to take you out, but you're going to come out of it. Why? The victory that overcomes the world is our faith. As long as you keep using your faith, you can count on the victory. You can count on a win. Some of us, the reason it's been feeling like you're losing is because you ain't been using your faith. You've been talking like a wimp and still trying to ask God to heal. You got to use your faith. I wish it was. You can't wish you got to put the word on that thing. I hope I get my turn. You got to put the word on that thing. Look at somebody and tell them real quick. Put the word on it. Word. Woo, whatever you're going through. Put the word on it. Whatever is attacking your body. Attacking your mind. Put the word And if it keeps fighting you. Keep putting the word on it. Why the word? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word. Of God. But you got to put the preach word on it. Faith comes by. And hearing the word of. But how shall they hear. Without a preacher. How shall he preach. If he hadn't been sent. Or anointed. When you hear that word. You got to put the word on it what you're hearing right now is what you need to put on your problem what you're hearing right now is how you need to deal with your situation deal with your circumstance From Genesis to Revelation and beyond, the word dealt with all kind of issues successfully. They put put Daniel in the lion's den. How did he come out? The word. They put the Hebrew boys in a fiery furnace. How did they come out? The word. woman was bleeding for years how did she come out with the word she heard about Jesus stirred her to the point to where she came to the crowd seeing folks touching her didn't allow what she was seeing to affect her what you call that faith set it set within herself. if I touch him yeah they touching him but if I touch him I'm gonna be made whole she just didn't say her blood issue was going to be better she said she going to be made whole everything in my life going to change everything about me going to change if I just touch his clothes I got to move on but tell somebody you got to put the word on it That won't put the word on it. In the Bible and in the church and beyond the walls, you have folk that will not put the word on their situation. Because their relationship with God is jacked up. If you Christian, but you never praise God, you sit in church like you important. Your relationship with God is jacked up. It's not in the place that it needs to be. Well, I'm not emotional, I don't do all that, like every. See, that's the problem. said what he wants in Psalm one fifty, let everything that has breath praise me clap Stone. turn in victory wave hands let everything that has breath look important He didn't say that. Let everything that has breath. Praise. Folk that got their healing had a praise or a worship in them. Folk that got financial blessings had a praise or a worship in them. When the praise goes up. The blessings. The glory. The Jehovah Jireh. The Jehovah Rapha. Comes. Don't say you want God to heal you and you ain't acting like it. You ain't showing no fruit. Contextually, Israel's relation with God was jacked up. And God revealed in the text how they were walking talked about their behavior. Talked about their their lifestyle. God. Yeah. Consider verse 11 again. Psalm 81, but my people Would not. They would heed hear my voice. I told them but they. They chose not. To do it. God speaks to you directly and. Indirectly. Now this is Hill's it's folk. Yeah, yeah so 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 she was at church. she, she heard the word. I know it, I know it was a rain of her, but she would not heed the voice of God. Oh, she she says she Christian, but she, she go with me to First Samuel. First Samuel, Lord have my son. Y'all all right? Doing pretty good myself. First Samuel fifteen and twenty two. This is what the prophet Samuel said to King Saul who thought he was important at the time. 1 Samuel 15, 22. So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight? in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed Than the fat of rams. Now now notice. Heeding the voice of God. Is better. Heeding the voice of God. Produces better. Look at the text. Behold. To obey. Is help me. It's better. Better going to come when you obey. Not on your timetable. But it's going to come. It's a promise. To obey is better. Notice the implication. Better going to come when you obey is better than sacrifices and to heed is better than the fat of rams which represents prosperity when you obey god you can expect better than what you have or better than what you Paul so understood that to where he told the church he would do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. But he was encouraging them to submit to God. Let's continue. Verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. He thought he was important because he had the position as king. He got too big for his britches, as the old folks say. God was ready to deal with him, let him know up front, I'm God is done with you. Why? Because he would not heed God's voice. Lord have mercy. Let's go back to Psalm. I got to keep dealing with this. Notice that. Of Psalm 81 and 11. Now he calls my people in the first clause, the second clause he said, and Israel would have, get this, none of me. God was excluded from their thoughts, words, and deeds. Israel would have none of me. His people excluded him. To exclude is to reject. And we just seen what happens in, in 1 Samuel 15, 22, and 23 when somebody rejects the Lord. But I want to show you another passage. Go with me to the book of uh, Hosea 4. Hosea is right after Daniel. You see Daniel? You, next up is Hosea. Consider Hosea 4 and 6 let me just say why, while why you're on your way there when you want none of God or you exclude him from your life or reject him you just made a dangerous move Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed For lack of knowledge. Now you know it ain't like God not to feed his folk. Because he promised he would give his folk shepherds according to his heart. That would feed them with. And what? But, but notice. They are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They, they, they ain't getting no knowledge of, of something going on with knowledge. But, but then he clarifies by saying. Because you have rejected knowledge. So knowledge was put on the table but they had to go and pray about it. Or they may have felt that ain't for me. Paul talked about in the latter days folks would heed to themselves or look for teachers for themselves. Because they had itch and ears. They wanted knowledge, but they wanted what they wanted. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But because you have rejected. I had a plate for you. You didn't see it? Yeah, I, I seen it, but I had a taste for something else. You know, I spent all day fixing that fire. Did you even look at it? Yeah, I seen it, but I had a taste for something else. That that may be o- okay at your house when 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 your wife done done fix you some some beef, but you want a big chick. But see, God in His omniscience knows what we need. Ask somebody. Do you believe God knows what we need? And so God, knowing what you need, knowing what's going to make you better, knowing what's going to bring you out of your situation, puts on the table that particular thing, and and, and you say, "It's dangerous." Say to your neighbor, it's dangerous when God is, is giving you something you need, but you reject it. It's dangerous when you think God, God's word is not working fast enough for you, and you decide on an alternative. That's dangerous. Well, I know it said give and give, but I need to find something that's going to work fast. It's dangerous when you take money When you steal God's money and try to do something else with it to get yourself ahead. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected it. I don't want that. Well, notice what happens. Still in Hosea 4 and 6. I also will reject you. Now he told them, I'm going to reject you from, from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. Because you have forgotten the word of your God. And get this, I, will, I also will forget your children you doing dumb stuff messing up your children too. But, but the main thing I want you to understand is he said, you rejected me and I'm going to reject you. You're going to reap what you sowed. I don't even want to cross the street without God When I when I sin God forgive me. Please don't go nowhere. I messed up but I still need you. But but when you reject God the one that has been better to you than anybody because sometimes circumstances can make you mad and, and, and some folk get so mad to where they start blaming God or pointing fingers at him. That's a dangerous thing. I, I understand babes doing it because they, they expect God to, to be like a genie. Whatever wish they have, they think God just going to pop it right there. But when you old, oh, been in church a long time, you getting mad and and saying, God, I I know you're telling me to do this, but I don't want to do that, and I'm going to do this. I don't want God to reject me. But notice how it starts when we reject him. Yeah, pastor told me that I need to do such and such, but I wasn't feeling it. Didn't nobody ask you to feel it. You asked you to receive it. A whole lot of things you may not feel. You need to receive what does, saith God. Because God going to try to help you. It's some stuff God done told me. I was like, ain't no way, because I was looking in the natural, but God made a way even when I couldn't see a way coming out of it. Bottom line when God tells you something, put it in action. Don't try to use your own senses to discern whether you should obey God or not. Obey Him, as long as it's according to what is written the reveal is always going to be based upon what is written it's going to always be based upon it and if you have the holy spirit it's going it's going to let you know that god is speaking get this to you but your flesh going to fight it as it's coming forth tell God Lord even if you step on every toe I got even if I get mad about it tell me the truth cause I know what the truth will do according to John 8 31 and 32 the truth will make you free and sometimes the truth will get on your, get on your nerves sometimes the truth will press you but I want the truth I don't want no nursery rhyme in church. I, I don't want nobody trying to impress me with how they holler or how they who. I need a word. I can't survive without a word. I done tried pills. I done tried it alcohol, I done tried drugs, I done tried shooting, I know those things will mess you up, but the one thing that won't mess you up, but will give you some pickup, is God's word. Gotta have the word. Jesus himself said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, 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 every word, every word, everything that he put on the table is for you. That was for so and so today. She really needed that. No, not when you. When you're receiving something from a preacher that's going to study and make sure God gives something for everybody in the table. This ain't no junior flip up here. If God give me something, it's going to feed everybody in the house. Don't get it twisted. I'm not a novice. I'm not somebody who plays with studying. I study the word of God. To make sure that God gives everybody in the house. Member or visitor, something. You understand what I'm saying? That's very important. You never reject God's word. You never reject his word. Lord have mercy. Y'all alright? So they wouldn't have nothing to do with God. Rejected him. Excluded. Him from their, from their lifestyle. And so you know how God is. He's merciful. You, you can tell how merciful God is when, when you read the history of Israel in reference to their time in the wilderness. Time and time again God tried to help them. Until finally he, he, he said to Moses, he, he said, Moses, he, he said, I, I don't went to the extreme to help Israel. And he said, They have continued to reject. Continue to be rebellious. He said, Let me just, let, let me just do away with them and raise you up another group of people and Moses pleaded on their behalf saying lord don't don't do it just let them stay but they kept rebelling to the to the point to where god allowed their carcasses To fall in the place of their rebellion, but allowed their children to grow up, and even said to Moses, "I want you to see the promised land, but you're not going there." I'm gonna tell y'all something. I wanna see. I plead for you, I pray for you but if you got wrong and you just don't want to do right I can I, 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 I got to cut you loose I got to move home. that's tough ain't it no that's scripture it's tough but it's scripture Right, you got to move on. If, if 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 your spouse is just determined to go to hell, do the wrong thing. I mean, I know you love him or her, and you just you know you hold hands in the park and all that. But you got to make up in your mind you ain't going to hell for no bite. These grown folk teach. Let's go back to Psalm. 81. We're going to deal with the 12th verse as I get ready to close. So, so notice that they wouldn't heed him. They didn't want nothing to do with him. How can you tell God you don't want him? Don't want nothing to do with him. So, so notice what he did. So I gave them over I release them. I will allow them to do according to their own. Lord have mercy. Notice this. Own stubborn heart. A stubborn heart resides in a person that is, get this unwilling to comply. Theologically, I'm willing to think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed will of God. Just unwilling to do it. I ain't going do it yeah, yeah I, I heard it but I, I, I just I ain't gonna do it just unwilling. <laughs> can you get so mad at God to what you just don't want to do? Nothing. They were unwilling, and gave them over to a stubborn heart. Yeah, I'm gonna let them choose what they want. I'm going to let them just guide themselves. Well, she thinks she that intelligent. She, I know she she must not know. I know she got a little new, new degree. She just got it two months ago. So I'm just going to let her do what I know she's been reading other religious books and she may feel like polytheistic worship is okay and she want me and three, four more God. But I I know he sympathizes with, with folk that are doing in contrast to my will. He know I didn't create no, no woman, a man or, and a man, a woman, but he sympathizes with those type folk and says he don't have any problem with folk who, so I'm just going to let him just, if that's what he wants, I'm just going to let him have it. I done told her that she need to get stuff right with her sister because they've been fussing, they've been arguing, and and here they are, they're in the same ministry and won't get things. So I'm just going (laughs) to... She won't listen to me, so I'm just going to let her... I, I know God has, has used me to try to tell folks again and again certain things they, they, they need to do. And then he'll say, Look, you done told them 12 times. Let them go. And, and then sometimes I'll be like, Oh, God, I need to just let them go. Then I go on and on. Then I'll be, Lord, but they let them go. I love, why, I love. but let me just ask you something why they just keep doing the same thing and they know they don't he said because they have a stubborn heart but still want to say they're Christian I got to remind you one more time look at somebody and say this grown folk teaching teachin'. but it's also helpful teaching Because you can find yourself in a, in a situation such as what I'm talking about and you'll know that you're out of the will of God. And you don't ever want God to take his hand off. I'm like, Lord, keep your hand on me. Lord, I just messed up, but keep your hand on me. Lord, I went right when I should have went left. Please keep your hand on me. You got your hand? Oh, I feel it, Lord. Hi, hallelujah, keep your hand on me. Me. Go with me to Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30. He gave him over to a stubborn heart. Go with me to Isaiah 30. Now notice again. So I gave them over to a stubborn heart to walk in their own what? Counsels. Now consider this. Isaiah 31. Woe to the rebellious of stubborn children. Says who? Who take counsel but notice this but not of me. They don't want me. Yeah, Pastor, he he gave me a scripture, but it didn't really fit my situation. And it said, but you give folk exactly what they need, but they just they, they reject. But notice again, woe to rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me who devise plans. But get this, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Don't want to follow the spirit. If I tell you something as your pastor. I'm going to. Wait. Until the Holy Spirit tells me to give you something. And if you have the spirit, you're going to know it. If you do according to Jude 20, you constantly building up yourself, praying in the spirit. You're going to be able to discern. When I speak to you. According to the spirit. But you have to be so in tune. To where yourself. Or your flesh is under. Subjection. That's the reason. In, in the book of revelations. When the angel. Was addressing the churches. He, he constantly. Said to Psalm, Hear what. The spirit is saying to the church. Because once you get in a state where you're unwilling to do what does say is God. You're opening the door for a curse. To come. And I keep cutting off my microphone. <laughs> notice, notice again. Notice again in Isaiah 30. I need you to really see this. as I clo- I'm getting ready to close. I'm closing it. Getting ready to close it. Isaiah 30 again. Get quiet, ain't it? Notice the first word. There's a woe to people that are stubborn. Are rebellious. Woe equates. A curse. And because this is God. It's a divine curse. If God curse you who going to take it off. The only one can take it off is God. And we know the opposite of a curse is to be blessed. So what is a curse? A curse is when you start experiencing the opposite of what God has ordained for your life. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. But if he places a curse upon me. My soul is not going to prosper. Now, God will allow you to go through trials, but guess what he'll have on you? His blessings. You'll go through trial after trial after trial, but guess what's on you? His blessing. And every time you you get in a trial and come out, you'll come out with a testimony. Why? Because God had his hand upon you the whole time. It may have felt like a curse, but God was, God was allowing your trials to cause blessings and testimonies to come out of your life. But if you are up under a curse, it ain't going to be no testimony that's going to come out of that giving God no glory. Why? You under a curse. in constant sorrow that's one of the signs of, of, of a curse you're, you're in constant sorrow Proverbs 10 and 22 say the blessing of the Lord makes one rich but get this and he adds no sorrow no sorry. I have been in trials that I could count it all joy because God had showed me the end of it was gonna be better. At the end, better was gonna happen. But when you're up on the curse all you see is worse. All you think about is worse. Woe to rebellious. Stubborn-hearted children. said, to your neighbor, I, I, I don't want none of that. I want Proverbs 10 and 22. I want the blessing. I'm, I'm like Peter when, when Jesus, when, when uh, Peter refused to wash Jesus' feet. And Jesus said, look, if you don't wash, if you don't wash my feet, which was obedience. He was being disobedient to God. And so Jesus said to Peter, He said, Look, if you don't wash my feet, you ain't going to have no part with me. Lord, well, if you don't let me wash your feet, you ain't going to have no part with me. Peter said, Lord, you can wash my feet and everything. (laughs) You know why? He wanted God's blessing. Say to your neighbor, I want God's blessings. Therefore, I'm not going to be be a a stubborn-hearted walker. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.